Welcome to Two Gins In, the podcast that's your ultimate companion if you're a homeowner embarking on a renovation or a new build project. I'm Helen. And I'm Karen. We are qualified, experienced and down-to-earth interior and building designers and we're all about helping you navigate the often daunting world of home renovations while keeping things fun and relaxed. So join us every Friday fortnight where we peel back the curtain on the design and construction industry. Whether you're a seasoned DIY enthusiast or a first-time renovator, we have you covered. Throughout our episodes, we'll be bringing in industry experts. We'll be drawing from our own extensive experience and arming you with valuable tools and practical tips. Our mission is to ease your anxiety, reduce the overwhelm, and empower you to make informed decisions every step of the way throughout your renovation journey. So why did we name our podcast Two Gins In? Well, Holland, why not? It's Friday afternoon and we think there's no better way to cap off the work week than with a couple of gins. For us, it's all about unwinding and celebrating as we head into another weekend. Cheers. Cheers to that. Hello and welcome. This week we have a very special guest, the fabulous interior designer, James Treble. For us Sydney siders, we all know who James is. For those of you who don't, James is a Sydney-based award-winning interior designer running his own successful design practice. He has over 30 years' experience with varied roles in the interior design, real estate and building industry. James is also a TV presenter on Open Homes Australia, broadcasting on Nine Life and the host of a brand new show, Renovate or Rebuild, for Channel 9. James is also well known for seven seasons as a designer presenter on The Living Room that aired on Channel 10 and as a TV host on Your Money Channel, formerly Sky News Real Estate. James is also a keen ambassador for Planet Arc and strongly supports the use of reusable and renewable materials. James Treble is renowned for his sensible approach to interior design, creating homes that are firstly practical as well as beautiful, and for his dedication to sharing his knowledge with the new generation of interior designers. James has another exciting new project broadcasting from October 2023 called James Bought a House. It is an online series which follows James' renovation of his own home. You can find this at www.jamesboughterhouse.com. On a side note, we met James earlier this year at the Melbourne and Sydney Home Shows where we were speaking on stage. If you're listening to this episode as it's dropped, we'll be on stage again for the next three days at the Sydney Home Show at the ICC in Darling Harbour. If you're planning on renovating or building or you just love a good trade show, make sure you come by and say hi. So if you're passionate about design, sustainability and the magic of transforming spaces, you're in for a treat today. Get ready to be inspired as we chat with the one and only... James Treble. <laughs> James. We're um, really well. It, it, you make me sound wonderful. In reality, it's lots of work and working most weekends. But sadly, when you love what you do and you smile all the time, people think you're having lots of fun and they don't see the hours and hours and hours of work. So absolutely. Yeah, fun, fun industry. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's what a lot of friends of ours say to us. We've just been on the Gold Coast with work and then down in Huskisson at Few and Far um, doing some masterclasses down there and all the friends are like, oh, look at you travelling here, there and everywhere, but they do not see the behind-the-scenes life of designers, yeah. do they? We work no, incredibly hard. Yeah, look, you know, 
we have the ability to transform spaces people live in or work in or entertain in or eat in, whatever your space is. I work in high-end residential or mid to high-end, and I just always loved houses. So for us to have that magic wand, that Harry Potter magic wand, that's come from years of training, hopefully a passion for what you do. I think people who have a passion for whatever they do, if they're window cleaners in Australia, they can be multimillionaires. And that flows through and then people feel that and then they trust you because they can feel that you're invested in their home and how they live. And then especially now more than ever, girls, as you would know, you're in the industry, you, you're the same. The last few years in particular have been really difficult because you prices have gone up, things have been oh. delayed, there's huge amounts of stress. So the designer's relationship with the clients and builders um, and trades is with that pivotal role, with that glue to keep it on track and also be a point of trust. Yes, yeah. couldn't agree more yeah. and, and agree that it has been tough in the last few years with price increases, with cost of building and materials and delays, as you said. There's it, been a slight shift, but I can't see that changing and we just need to move forward. And as you said, where that glue between, you know, and the success of a project really can lie in our hands and how we translate our ideas and how we deal with the clients. And I think a lot of people think they don't need a designer. But the ones that invest in our services and our skills, the outcome is just so much different, don't you find? that? Well, you're dealing, look, it's a great point that you make, Karen. If, when my car makes that noise, I can pick the colour of the Juco and the double stitching on the leather trim and the two. I remember when I got the last car, you know, I said, oh, I've got two skylights and he goes, they're sunroofs. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm an interior designer. <laughs> <and they're laughs> um, but once, what happened underneath that bonnet? I have no... It's not my world. I actually have no interest in it. I just need yeah. to go chugga lugga lugga and move me. So yeah. I go to a mechanic and mm, that yeah. mechanic has interest. They can hear that noise and go, oh, you get, oh, it's the fuel pump. I mean, yeah. seriously. Whereas yeah. we can look at a floor plan and go, there's no connection between inside and out. That, the flow in the house doesn't work. Look at this natural light. Your living area, you know, we're in Australia. The living area is facing south. Do you not realise how dark it is? Should yes. we reorientate the rooms or play with the floor plan or add a skylight? There we go with the skylights. <laughs> so that knowledge comes with expertise. It was actually about 12 months ago, Sandra showed me a meme and then I went to a builder's place. We were creating a brand new display home for them. They're a boutique builder. They were doing a side jobs on the side at the moment, these two investment properties. Oh, while you're here, James, can you just give us some joinery colours and a wall colour to go with this? And I was sure, you know. For them, for me, they're many, many clients. So I just did it. And then one of the brothers, the brothers said to me, oh, that's why you get paid the big bucks, mate. Make, you know, in 10 minutes, you just throw together two colour schemes. And out of my mouth came the words <laughs> from the meme that told me, you're not paying me for the 10 minutes it takes for me to create two colour schemes. You're paying me for the 25 years of knowledge, experience, expertise and training so that I can do it in 10 minutes. Yes. And that's the point that people don't realise we're about unlocking potential in, in properties. A home can be good. Yes, but? The price with the input of a designer who understands space and form and structure and products and especially product choices now with budget because mm. we can choose a laminate in a butler's and a polyurethane in a kitchen and save thousands of dollars and still end up with a beautiful new space. That allows us to transform space and that's come from uh, we're dealing with qualified, experienced people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we often get. <laughs> so we'll often get because we architecturally draft as well, and it's like just click a few buttons and make it happen. And you're like, what? No, this doesn't work that way. There's a brain behind that. There's we've tried several options and layouts 
before we've actually presented the final one to you, the best option. And, you know, it's not a matter of just clicking, click and having the computer do it all for you. You girls suffer from what I do because I've seen you do your magic and I saw you running those great workshops and you've got a crowd there at the home shows recently and um, the mums and dads are watching you. And the problem is good-looking girls, full of energy, bright and happy, and they go, gosh, this is easy. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we should show more on Instagram and all our socials, us working hard and <laughs> tearing ahead at 7.30 at night, typing, typing with documentation. Yeah, leaning back to the home shows, and that's where we met in person last year, where Melbourne Home Show and Sydney. Well, I feel like I've been knowing you both longer, actually. Yeah, yeah Sydney, <laughs> Melbourne, so... You guys came along. It was really nice. The home show is growing and evolving. So they're trying different things. People forget the home shows were such an important point of reference for mums and dads building. So when, you know, as designers, we get to go to trade events. You know, I work with mm. David Design in Melbourne. Yeah. And that's keeping the credibility of what we do as design experts, increasing our knowledge. So even these days, I've been doing TAFE workshops, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I'm on the stage many times these days because I've, I've Got experience, but I'm also still in the audience a lot, listening. Oh. I was listening on the sidelines with you girls, like because you can always increase your knowledge. If I know everything, I might as well retire. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Ever evolving industry, things have changed. I'm using products now that I wasn't using five, ten years ago, and paints have changed dramatically. Like the yes. quality of paints, it's an exciting industry to be able to grow and evolve. And part of that is the home show. So they're really changing. What was really interesting was the last Melbourne home show that the they had the highest numbers since 2017. So that's, that's amazing. Amazing. so that's amazing. So and it says and a lot, doesn't it? Pardon me? It says a lot, doesn't it? You know, people are interested, they want to learn, they want to know, and it's all about giving information and guiding people and education around yeah. what's happening, the latest products, you know. Of course, it's evolving, isn't it? You know, people are getting married. Sadly, people get divorced. Children are born. People are retiring. Grandma's moving in, yes. and oh. family's coming in from overseas. So this thing that we call a home is evolving and changing as well. It doesn't stop just because the economy is going through some funny times. Mm. So for me, even though a large part of my business is new builds, I actually love the passion of renovation. We've renovated ourselves. So at the moment, for people who are watching budget, dealing with great designers is allowing you to look maybe for your circumstances, selling now and moving to a new home might not be the right moment renovate what you've got now solve the problems you have in your floor plan your house how you use it add that space that you need which might not be even adding more rooms it's just changing how the rooms function and then you're increasing value you're putting money into the bank your house with a roof on it is a bank if you, you know spend money wisely and then when the market lifts and changes because it's just Absolutely. Um, then you're ready to say now i've increased the value i solved the problems and now i'm ready to sell this and move to the other property if that's your journey or you might end up loving what you've created and stay exactly that's honestly how i'm looking at it i'm quite a realist with design yeah and helping people with their journey what upsets me at the moment girls and i don't know how you find this is but particularly my clients I'm finding that they know what they're wearing and where they're going for dinner in six or seven weeks, but I'm too busy to go to the brickyard or I've been too busy oh, to bring yes. images. Yes. Don't you understand how busy I am? You can't say that to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're I'm a crazy I'm like, I was at the airport the other week and I was in Sydney and I said to Sandra called me and said, do you get there in time? I said, yes, I'm tired. I said, am I going to Sydney or Melbourne? And he laughed because I just forgot where I was going. But the time, the research that the client puts into it it's so important because Absolutely. we can make good-looking homes, right? 
that's our job. But yeah. that doesn't mean, like I create display homes for Edinburgh here in New South Wales. We won awards last Saturday night. I was very, it's great, jobs, good job security. <laughs> But it doesn't mean that I want to live in the ones that have won awards. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so what a home is to you and to me and et cetera is about understanding space. That's that communication. And it's important for us to know our job, research, know what we're doing, but it's utterly important for the client to do it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And that's a big part of what we do is yeah. trying to get the information out of the client, trying to understand how they live, how they function, what their needs are, what their wants are even, and pull it all together in a way that it works and it gels for them. And we often get people saying to us, oh, you know, I really love this colour or I really love this. Oh, but is that dated? Is that trendy now? It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter what's trendy and what you like is dated. That's what resonates with you and that's what we're trying to achieve with your home. You're the one living in it, not us. Well, that's what we always say. And let's pull it together so it looks good. Yeah, Yeah. and we always say that in the end we walk away. As your design team, we're here to guide you and planning and preparing. We're all about jumping in months and months and months way before the pre-construction stage and plan everything out so those spaces and flow. And then as your designers, we step back in the end. It's your home. You know, that collaboration is key to the success of any of our projects. Yeah, planning, you think about in TV, and I've worked in a few shows over the years. So yes, you know, they love to sometimes embed this jeopardy, this word jeopardy, because it creates excitement. And sometimes it's like, oh my God, do we need to do this? Yeah. But on Grand Design, which is a show we all love, mm. how many times the, it's being built, it's going right through the process. The client decides, I'm going to change this or I'm going to do this or I've decided to do this. It throws everything out. It causes delays. It's problems. It's part of the hype of watching the show and you're thinking, why are you doing this? Yeah. Because all of that should be planned. All of those discussions are important. Mm. They should have already been done before you lift up a shovel or swing a hammer. Mind you, during renovation, sometimes problems arise. We even had it here. And that problem can turn into a great opportunity. Yes. That's a normal part of process, but I'm talking, I've got the flooring done and my joinery is the things I know I'm using two 600 white ovens instead of one 900 or those sort of things should be in place and considered based on how you live and how you cook and all of those important yeah. you know, elements of what you, how your family works. Because, you know, what's a real family anymore? We used to call it the Brady Bunch. Even the Brady Bunch was dysfunctional. Yeah. We never knew what happened to their husband and wife before they got married. And these six kids were living in a house with one bathroom. It's like, really? Really, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The family dynamics have certainly changed. That was pretty out there, like, for the day, wasn't it, really? That whole, you know, blended family. in the 70s when we were kids. Well, we pulled up out the front of it. We took our kids in 19 from San Fran to LA, drive them to Universal Studios in Disneyland, then drag them out to Palm Springs for three days to look at mid-century modern architecture, which I just love. Their their eyes bleed, particularly Francesca. And then we pulled up. (laughs) out the front of this house in North LA because you can find it online and I got emotional like I'm not actually an overly emotional person but I just cried and yeah. she's OMG you're crying over another house I said that is the Brady Bunch house yeah. that's the house I grew up watching and people of an age underestimate how that home had a huge impact on architects around the world yeah. that was an early you know mid early 60s it was a mid-century modern house but yeah. mono string staircase yeah. um, stone cladding Island, wall appliances, huge banks of sliding glass doors. 
that's what we're creating in homes right now. Like it's yeah, contemporary. Yeah. It was Even well ahead. Of- the size of the tiles changed. There's not orange shag carpets, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like as far as an influence, it was quite Give it time. It was certainly well ahead of its time just seeing Alice working around that island bench. Nobody had an island bench back then, but you're yeah, so, correct. yeah, correct. such an influential piece and, of And even now you sort of touched a little bit on this at, at the beginning, um, Karen, was the job with us is to deliver that information to clients so they see things online, they see things on all, you know, the plethora of TV shows and magazines, then they want to put it in this home, but we actually had, some people very close to us, I'll say, were renovating a terrace house and they had a wide terrace, but they wanted a kitchen island. And when I looked at the plans, which was done through an architect, I was like, what is this? Oh, yeah. that's my island. You realize yeah. how much width is between the island and your wall? What? I said 200 mil. Yeah. Oh, my, oh my goodness. I, I want a kitchen island. I said, yeah, but I want to be six foot three like our son, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, happen. <laughs> Understanding the wish list versus the reality. So I've been finding actually on the home shows stage, I've been finding myself saying as designers, our job is to say, we've got to be the honest friends. We've got to say, yes, yes your bum looks big in those jeans. Yeah. Don't change the bum. Don't change the bum, change the jeans. Yeah. And changing the cut of the jeans or the colour of the jeans makes that bum look amazing. And, yeah. it suits. and that bum analogy is our house. Absolutely. Mm. Love it. Understanding the flooring. It's not a bad analogy, you know, because we all hear it. It's popular, yeah. you know, vernacular. But understanding with our little toolbox of knowledge of products, because there's things that are changing. I'm using new products and things are coming in that you're learning about to solve problems. It can help transform this thing that we call home. Yeah, and yeah. you're so right about floor plans. Like we're working on one at the moment that has been in council a long time. It's finally out and then we've been brought in as the interior designers, which is, to be honest, a bit too late. We've looked at the main living area and it's a terrace house. There is not even a tiny powder room on the main living area. You have to go one floor above for a powder room and the next level above that, for the main, like for a main bathroom. But when your guests are over, it looks beautiful to the client, but they haven't picked up that really they should have had a bathroom on that level. As I said, a tiny tiny powder room under the stairs, which we did in another one in Paddington, to resolve that problem. So if you're not, plans can look great. If you don't have an interior designer, go over those layout. Mm-hmm. Things like that get missed. And we can't go back now because they're not going to go put a 455 in. They don't want to. And, you know, that's actually, that example that you've just given, Karen, is really true because you see that a lot with the powder yeah. room. But you know what? A simple thing like where's the linen? Or a broom cupboard. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. So something we can put in other rooms, like I could put a vacuum cleaner into a bottom, into a pot drawer. Where do I put the mop and the broom? Mm. This is a tool thing. So those little details, you know, I recently had clients and they'd come to me and they'd had some pre work done. They changed builders, which was good. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm looking at the kitchen design and then I just said, so you don't use a microwave? Because some people don't. Yeah, some people don't. Oh, we do. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah. Oh, so then, you know, luckily things were at the stage where we could go back, but they'd spent time with somebody doing all of this. And like we're humans, you know, so this is why we have points and checks throughout the selection process to make sure that we even don't miss something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, we're not AI, thank goodness. And, no, uh, yeah. No. Uh, and we just AI, have- not going to correct. We just have very detailed minds. That's what we say to clients. We will have quite comprehensive, long meetings 
going through all those details. So as you said before, years and years of experience between the three of us, we don't miss things like that. As you said, we are human. We might, but reiterations happen and we have very detailed minds when it comes to layouts and planning and stuff. And that's, that's where people really should invest in interior design. If you're going to spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes millions these days, yeah, yeah, yeah. you need someone to hold you Basically, most people in Sydney, if they really sold all their assets, who own a property, what's a millionaire anymore? What does that actually exactly. mean? It's frightening when you think about debt that some people have, but it's relative. And yeah. a debt on a property is different to a debt on a car or holiday. Absolutely, yeah. Even though they're amazing experiences, the property is the roof over your head. It's your refuge. And yeah. fortunately in Australia, with the ups and downs of economy, it's sort of a relatively safe market economically you should always watch what you spend your money on i still talk to i've got clients at the moment who they've mentioned budget a few times they've got money like they've got money to spend on things but so i'm covering my bases because i'm just aware so we're getting a 600 by 1200 tile price for the main floor and the matching 600 by 600 price because that will be a different lay charge and base tile charge and i said in my opinion the tile you've chosen would look equally amazing as a 600 by 600 as it would a 600 by 1200 would the 600 by 1200 look better? Sure. But if that money, I'm not going to give you that money back. I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep that, which means we can elevate the stone on the bench top or get the tap where we want or et cetera. Uh, yeah, so agreed. It's that conversation with the clients to understand don't sacrifice because of this floor that you want that you then are going to pull back and do something substandard Absolutely. somewhere else because you yeah. need that support act so that the whole house tells the same story. Absolutely, yeah. Prioritising. Yeah, juggling budgets that we're good at too and still having the aesthetic there and just being mindful of where we creatively and cleverly spend the money so we still have that look. And I understand the underlying theme here, and you pointed it out earlier, James, was communication. That is so vital and so important in any renovation or new build when you're working with a designer, an architect, even a builder. You need to have those conversations. You need to explain what it is you want, how you function, what you need, like we said earlier, likes, dislikes, but also throughout the process, as you were just saying then, there's things that are going to come up where you're going to have to say, I know you really want this. This is the alternative. Like you said, let's juggle the spending to the area so that the space pops and functions for you. So you need to... Have those conversations throughout the process because things are going to come up where you're going to have to make a decision and it needs to be an informed decision on their part. They need to be told, they need to be explained and educated on the options of their decision making. So we're there doing that as well. We handhold. (laughs) Well, it is, and it's passing on the knowledge of the, say, the elders in the village. Um, (laughs) there's some great young designers out there. There's many great young designers. The new ones come along. There's a space for everyone. New ones come with fresh outlooks and new ideas, and that's good for us experienced designers to listen yeah. to. But the knowledge of an experienced designer, and I'm using that word nicely, had those jobs. You know, there's we've learned the process. We've mistakes. I teach our children. You know, I've got a 19 and a 17 year old. Francesca's doing year 12 now. Alexander's 19, and that generation is a little bit different to ours when we grew up. And it's accepting, firstly, it's okay to make a mistake, guys. Don't shrivel, don't get overwhelmed. And then you own that mistake and then you don't repeat it. So a mistake is actually utterly important because that's how you learn. 
Absolutely. You just don't want to learn yeah. what happens in front of it when you jump in front of a bus by doing that. Other people have done that before. So mm. if we have learned some big costly mistakes or we understand processes and you can pass that knowledge on to someone, I wouldn't recommend that because that's huge value. And then you're passing on experiences and stopping people making costly mistakes or aesthetic mistakes yeah. and yeah. just opening up potential. In this house where we've renovated girls, it took me time. Like This is my job and I'm an expert, but we configured the smallest bedroom became a bathroom and the original kitchen became a bedroom. So we've really transformed the floor plan. Yeah. But that took time to think that through. If we'd have rushed it, we would have missed the opportunity. Yeah. And there were things that happened throughout the process that made it turn into what it is now. And we're utterly happy with it. And it's not an over-the-top house. It's not a mansion by any standards. It's actually a three-bedroom house with a cabana, which is the garage, but it's got Italian porcelain tiles now, so it's never going to be called a garage. <laughs> no, no. A cabana. And it's got a powder room in there. Like we're going to put a Murphy bed. So it'll be a studio to work from and an extra yeah, sleeping right. bed. Oh. I'm just giving that concept because initially when people look at plans it wouldn't it might not be readily understandable how to change yes. the floor and yet yes. it's completely transformed how this house is you learn from other people's wisdom again back to that analogy of going to see the mechanic yeah exactly. absolutely so talking about education and learning and younger designers you're working with TAFE aren't you and tell us a bit about what Look, you're I've done lots of work with the design schools over years and I'm a TAFE child so my I started life I talked to you too, yeah. Oh. So I talked, you might find this really hard to believe, girls, so don't fall off your chairs. But at school, I talked very much. And so all those years of like, James just never shut up, give him the microphone and get him to speak up the front because he's going to speak all the way through it anyway. Actually, <laughs> it was training, so now I get paid to go around the country and talk. It's so funny. Um, I'm a frustrated architect and I went and studied real estate. So I did two nights a week advanced certificate in real estate, which was what, the, what it was at that time. And I became a real estate agent. And I don't want to be disreputable to all the real estate agents, but I was far too honest to be a real estate agent. Yeah. I, just, I, just was, like, I can't play poker. Like I look at yeah, I'm just too transparent. But I was great in property management and I stayed yeah. in that for quite a while. And it taught me a lot. And where I'd make extra money was that I would do all the open homes for some of the sales guys on weekends because I just loved houses. Yeah. And this is a long time ago. This is late 80s, early 90s. And properties were sold unstyled, unfurnished. And... You know, the cupboard just under the sink stank because there was a leaky pipe and yeah. all of these things. It was amazing. It was that time where things changed. So, yeah, that's TAFE. Then I studied Diploma of Horticulture Landscape Design, funny enough, for two and a half years. People don't know that. There's already one handsome Jamie Dewey. That yes, we all know him. The two Jamie. Yeah, I know him well. He's more handsome than I've ever been. And, look, I loved that knowledge and I used that knowledge, but I just decided had an epiphany one day in a drawing class. So then I came back inside. And then my diploma in colour consultation qualifications are, are through TAFE. I did drafting a year of that as well. So everything's TAFE and therefore I just like to give back. So yeah, great. we ran TAFE workshops in Sydney, four of them. So Nepean, Lidcombe, Enmore and nearly five hours drive um, to Albury, Wodonga. Oh, um, okay. And then we did Brisbane and also Melbourne. And the reception was amazing, and we're going to be continuing that next year. Nice. It's a two-and-a-half-hour workshop, passing on knowledge. This is what I've learned. This is what I suggest, how you get into industry. Like, yep. pardon me, don't think you're going to be the next big – you're not going to be no. not being rude. Or you or Greg Natale overnight or Steve no. Aldoni. Like, it's years and years to get to this level. Work in a tile shop. Work in a kitchen exactly. showroom. Work in a furniture shop. Do a good two years, especially if you're younger. For people who are – 
changing life mid-drift and changing careers mm. in their 40s or, or even 50s, those people still should get experience, but they've got life experience. So whatever jobs they've had for that time, that knowledge of planning, focus, even if they've run a tuck shop, they've yeah. had to do planning and service and communication and lists yeah. and being on all those skills are what we use. So yeah, it was an exciting process. The feedback's been quite amazing. And they yeah. ask lots of questions just to make it real. And that's the feedback. I'm quite generous and share my knowledge and I'm quite real. And I tell the guy who comes in, like, hey, you mate, you know, how you been? Like, yeah, yeah. it's half an hour ago when it started. And he just looks at me and nods. And I said, firstly, buddy, you're a minority. So you're letting the side down because there's about three of us and it's all girls. So you've got to elevate this place, you know. Um, <laughs> if I'm late now with clients at the moment when they're getting price rises and stress and everything's happening, I'm already then I need them on my side because I'm helping this process slide through yes. as stress-free as possible to help yeah. them realise their dreams of the house. If I'm late, then they're already stressed at me and then yes. I'm part of the problem that I have nothing to do mm-hmm. with through the builder, through the delays with council, through the cost of materials. So mm. I should remain Geneva and should be this happy medium to solve problems. Be on time, mate. Got Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Stuff like that, I can say. And, you know, this is a, we've all been late. Yeah. So it's yeah. the norm. Yeah. A teacher can't say that anymore. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and don't turn up like this. And don't show too much, girls. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you to for yourself. You don't want the husband staring at your quality assets while like, yeah. your wife you. you're not there for that. And then they're not listening to you anymore. Like, no, yeah. A little bit of our history, We, when it comes to TAFE, we were the first year that moved from Randwick to Enmore. So Helen and I had oh, really? a cohort that year. So we started at Randwick, moved across to Enmore and, like, graduated there in amongst the rubble and the rebuild of the new design. Yeah, yeah, well, it felt like nice. we'd gone back to school because it was still well, it was the old school bathroom. Yeah. I did my colour consultation course there. Okay. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. It's a great, so, it was really a great good. education, like really uh, hands-on, straight into it. At the time I was working for a big design firm and had done architectural drafting at night time at North Sydney and then applied and got into Randwick. But it was just compared to the other at the time, because obviously, as we said before, we've been in the industry a fair bit of time. Is that where you both met and then created? We met on the first day. There's a little quick story. I'll summarise it. I I never run late. I was running late and then I stuck my head in the room and I could see I was like nervous first day, couldn't see a seat and this hand up the back pops up and says, there's a seat here. And here we are 30 years later. Just haven't left one another. Took in the fledgling and looked after and look what's happened. I I did. (laughs) Um, Do you know, I actually did mention that, girls, about Lennon McCartney, Dolce Gabbana, the power of collaboration. Um, I have collaboration as well. You just don't see his face on things, but you know him as well. So Sandro, my partner, he was awarded the Sulman Prize. He's hung in the Arcade of New South Wales. So as an artist, incredibly clever. And the knowledge of an artist and an interior designer does overlap, as does fashion design. Yes. Automotive design. So there's an overlap of what we do. And he was theatre manager at the Opera House for like, 20 years and been there wow. and, and has knowledge as well as, you know, painting, of course. And then COVID came. So that was the ability for him then to do, he was already doing things with me, all my video content he films and edits. He's very clever. And now he works full time with like, we both work together on the business. So I can't do it anymore by myself. And so it's, we collaborate. So it's important. And even talking to students, I was saying, look, one of you might be amazing at the drafting and documentation. 
but are nervous with people. And the other one is a gung-ho with clients and putting across mm-hmm. the story and yeah. driving appointments. So it's a two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour tile appointment instead of seven hours. But mm-hmm. a terrible, like a mess on legs as documentation. So together you make an amazing design team. Yes. Who's the clean one? Who's the messy one? Or are you both equally good? Oh, oh gosh, I'm probably more messy. We balance each other out. Like I still draft, but, you know, in this digital age now, like I handle all the social media and, you know, our website and all that. So we have outsourced it, but yeah. we fill in the gaps and pick each other up and half the clients go to Helen, half to me. But then I'm going to step back a little bit and I'm going to focus on all our online things because I have a real passion for that. And Helen will sort of stick with a lot of the heavy-duty drafting. Like we're doing Bondo Junction RSL. But when it comes to drafting, like I love all that. Yeah. We're a good match. People often say, how have you maintained, you know, the business relationship? I think outside of here as well, we also have very similar morals and family values. So that's worked in our favour as well. And we just know when each other is up and down and just, you know, support. And collaboration, as you said, James, with you and Sandro, you need someone to bounce ideas off. You might be so head down in a project, you've missed something, and Helen will come in and say, well, what about this, and vice versa. So it's a good way to snap you out of that, like, tunnel vision that you get caught up in sometimes. And And for designers who might not, who might be alone, like I've had staff and and flows and goes. I'm at the moment where I haven't gotten offside. I'm just doing a lot of those jobs. And people are surprised by that's how my business runs. And I wear many hats at the moment, including media and public things. So it's anyway, the business is evolving. But that collaboration might also be contact. I have a really good friend who used to be my boss with a large builder. And I'm doing now particularly large project or home or a multi-res that I was doing. And I just call her and I just, listen, I just want to run some finishes by you because it's just good to get that other opinion. And, you know, it's it's not because I don't have faith in my own design knowledge. It's just sometimes that we all question things. And I think questioning is actually really important. It allows you to edit your own concept. So that collaboration doesn't have to mean that you're working directly with somebody all the time, even though I think that works well. And I'm also a twin girl, so I don't know if you know that. So I've collaborated on everything my whole life. Yeah, whole life. <laughs> not identical. It's, great. it's not his fault. He can dance, though. <laughs> <laughs> so people often ask us, what do you do with your projects? Do you divide them up? How do you, you know, divide, mm-hmm. you know, this one do two and that one you just split them up? And we've kind of gone, not really, because we both like to go and meet the client initially. Sometimes it doesn't work yes. that way, depending on our work. But the reason we do that is because quite often people have different personalities and people connect differently. So we might meet the client and maybe Karen might start that project off and start doing the bulk of the work, but at least the other one knows and is aware of that client. They've met them. They understand their personality. So if she does ask a question or says, oh, what do you think about this? At least I've got that background understanding of that person. And and also... I don't have sick days. I couldn't tell you the last one I had. No. You run your own business. You just seem to not get sick. Soldier on. Things to think about out there, everybody. But if something happened or you've been away overseas, so that's been gorgeous, and then you leave Helen running everything and you running around in Italy or something, yeah. Well, actually, actually, she was gone longer than I. She was in 
absolutely shocking. Yes. <laughs> Helen's just got back from three months in the outback, but while she was in the outback, she was still producing drawings for Bondi Junction RSL Club. Uh, so I've the beauty it. of remote A Jillaroo. Yes. Exactly, but I've mastered the art of drafting on a laptop whilst in driving. Whilst I'm... driving horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's Next all time. good. We we still communicate and, and all that sort of thing. But you know, and sometimes one of us will start a project and start the process off, and then somehow, without even discussing it. It completely change uh, changes, and we completely swap, and then the other person seems to take over. It's like an unspoken, I don't know, like a vibe that that particular client is more suited to, yeah. say, Karen or myself. And it, it's weird, isn't it? How that seems to just happen. Yeah, that's, that's nice. It's like Fred and Ginger dancing. You know, sort of. Yeah. If you dance together long enough, then you perhaps don't have to speak yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, just yeah. Naturally, you put the hand out, and yeah, you know, exactly. I like that analogy, by the way. We're going to use it. So we might wrap it up here. So we really, really appreciate your time speaking with us today, James. Pleasure. And when am I going to see you guys? When are we going to see each other? Uh, 13th to the 15th of October. We'll be in Sydney. I have no idea what's happening. I'll send you a little reminder. I know I'm there. (laughs) I'll send you a little reminder saying, see you tomorrow on the 13th. So Sydney Home Show. ICC next month, so 13th to 15th, and we will be on stage with you. So we'll be yeah. delivering a talk yeah. about colour palettes from the ground up, doing that live demonstration again. And, yeah, so yeah, it's right. going to be exciting. Yeah. We've had such strong audiences. People come and sit down and just want to learn, and then they can get up and walk around and look at all the new objects and new finishes on show. And even for us, there's been new products and things that I've seen and, and brands that I've yeah. I've introduced to at the show so it's a really great sort of process and a great you know venture the home show and it's growing and growing and evolving so it's great yeah all right well you have a fabulous week and say hello to sandra for us and i will i will thank you all right thanks girls that was great thanks for joining us on the two gyms in design podcast We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and insights on the world of design and construction. We look forward to our next episode with more design inspiration, tips from the experts, and a behind-the-scenes look at our latest projects. If you want more design information or simply want to check out our portfolio of projects, visit our website at mcraeandlynch.com.au and our Instagram, mcraeandlynchdesigns. And feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels if you have any comments questions or even topics you'd like us to discuss and please don't forget to leave us a rating and review thanks again for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode we'd love you to share it with your friends and family we look forward to catching up with you on our next episode have a great weekend cheers Cheers.